I'm woke and tired, and I'm Chelsea. I'm Miranda. And today we're going to talk about objectivity and civility. Um, so basically, the just what we're going to talk about talk about is objectivity is fake. It doesn't actually exist in the way we think about what objectivity is, what the media says objectivity is. And this is something I was introduced to in a class a couple years ago, um, basically about historical research, where my professor said nothing you research nothing you read is ever completely objective because the way we perceive anything we process information wise we filter it through our experience through our backgrounds kind of how we see the world and there's no way to kind of counteract that that's just how humans perceive things that's how we understand our world and because of that we're always at least a little bit subjective in our understanding of news uh, research things of that sort um and kind of we're just gonna talk about that in obviously the world of academia because that's my background i'm more of an academic and kind of media because i mean given the podcast we're gonna be talking about a lot about media coverage and all of that and pretty much everything we do yeah also because i think recently even i've been more pushed to see that a lot of people think about objectivity that means like you have zero bias in anything you do and I think that's misconstruing what objectivity really is and especially I mean I'm more focused on the media because it then misconstrues what it is and then allows allows people to perceive them a certain way and then they're not even doing their job and I think because of this obsession with objectivity and we don't have a bias has led people actually to distrust yeah. the media far more than necessary, right? Now the media is probably one of the least trusted mm-hmm. sources during a pandemic. <laughs> and that's terrible, right? Like people like and trust Donald Trump more than they trust the media. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something of why more people need to talk about what really is objectivity yeah. and what that does mean. I think when we talk about media, I think especially for us, we're talking about like CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, I mean, I have most experience with New York Times. Uh, that's mostly because as a historian, I have access to, like, historical New York Times, archives, things of that sort. And we just use it a lot. But we always kind of joke in class that, like, objectivity means white, middle class, educated. That's kind of how we view ob- objective. And, like, our understanding of what objective is in the United States is through that lens. And anything outside of that, we always think, oh, that's bias. When, in fact, it's not. It's just through a lens that's other than what that is. Um, and kind of... And I think something we had to do in this class where we talked about objectivity as a positionality paper where we talk about who we are, our identities, whether it be like you're white, you're black, Latinx, queer, whatever, um, however you identify and how that affects how you're going to view things, how that's going to affect your research, what you're looking at. Like, I think currently now, like, I'm not a black person. I will be studying for my senior sim uh, race riots in Knoxville about 100 years ago. I have to think about that as I'm not a black person. I'm going to understand that differently and see it differently than maybe someone who is black would be studying it and that's just a fact and I think part of objectivity is understanding your position and seeing how that changes your perception of certain events and certain things you're looking at 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I watch Right Beyond Turks, and they probably say I'm a homeless progressive, and that's the perspective we're going to come from. And I think that's good to be honest with yourself, what your perspective is. How does that change what you're going to view something as? But that also, what sometimes saddens me is, like, when people do say I'm progressive, I have this opinion, but then, like, if the New York Times looks at the Young Turks, which they have, they've been like, that's just a little talk show. That's a little lefty talk show that doesn't matter, and they're super biased, right? But I think TYT and shows like that are probably the most objective I've ever seen because they're honest about that and then they try to see how is that impacting how I'm viewing this mm-hmm. and they try to be fair to someone who doesn't agree, disagree with them like which annoys me sometimes Jenk is like oh I must I gotta be fair with this person I'm like mm, maybe you can be a little less fair on the racist yeah. but <laughs> they are like being honest about that I think is very crucial I actually my sophomore year of college I read this article for a class. We were talking about media, and we were talking about the article was about John Stewart and how younger people were trusting his show more than CNN, right? More than New York Times, they trusted his show and went to his show for news, not just for comedy, right? Like they wanted news from him. And someone was studying that, and she actually went through his shows and like what he said and whether he was telling the truth and yeah he had been doing it better than most shows and that was because he picked a side and was like this is right right like this is because of these facts right whereas i feel like the new york times cnn cnn is actually the worst at this right is they both sides it Mm -hmm. right to be like quote unquote objective right they don't want to be perceived as the liberal news right (laughs) and that just hurts them even more because like the article brought up it's like in the debate for climate change right you could probably during the early 2000s probably go on cnn and see climate change denier and a climate change activist talk about this issue and the host would be like ah 50 50 like who was right and that's what they would be presenting and that really hurt people because it made it seem one that climate change deniers was like this huge swath of america and it wasn't but then also, it made it seem like both of their arguments were legitimate. And they weren't. So, and that just hurt that movement, one, and just getting more people on board with climate change. And so, I think this problem with like objectivity right now is like, it's almost as if you can't pick a side, right? You can't yeah. say this side is right. Mm-hmm. But then that hurts journalism in itself. Then why are you here if you're not here to tell people? Yeah this person did this wrong and this is why and so yeah i think that's something that's objectivity is kind of pushed with is i need both sides yeah no that's the argument that's not really what objectivity is about because at the end of the day when you do both sides you're just all you're doing is presenting both sides <laughs> um and i think just like the academic me is like if there's no argument it makes me mad like if you're not picking a side you're not trying to do something with the facts or not facts you're trying to present then you're not doing your job because i think the point of journalism and of really looking into this stuff is to form opinions based on the facts that you see the evidence you're seeing like what do i think of this and i think what tyt does a lot is like okay this is how we see this you might not see it this way look into it on your own 
well, how do you feel? And I do respect that. And I also respect TYT for like being very honest, being like, yeah, we have a progressive or leftist leaning toward all of this. Like we try to present facts as facts and not make stuff up, but we are going to look at it in this lens. And I think that does make them more of a reliable and respectable source because they're being honest with you. Whereas New York Times or CNN are just saying, oh no, we're objective. But like they're not being honest. Like who's your audience? I think that's an important part of it. Like who is your audience? Who you're geared toward? Who's reading you? And ask yourself why that is. Yeah. Also, this is what kills me with CNN, New York Times, saying even Washington Post, right? They're all in the same, doing the same thing of them being objective because I can tell immediately who these people are voting for. Like, immediately who they're going to vote for, what their politics are. Tell me right now, Chris Cuomo did not support Joe Biden. <laughs> tell me right now, he did not. No, to be fair, Maybe it wasn't Joe Biden. Maybe it was Pete Buttigieg, right? Like, you know, there's <laughs> only few options Chris Cuomo actually had to vote for. <laughs> like He strikes me as a Buttigieg person. <laughs> Not going to lie. He, he probably was. But he voted <laughs> for a moderate candidate. We know this, right? And we know this because it's so obvious in how he presents the news, right? And that he's a moderate person. And that's his ideology, which is fine. But it's... He's not honest about that, and it turns people off, especially people who are on the left, right, with Chris Cuomo and, like, Don Lemon and everything, is that they're not honest. Like, oh, yeah, we're – I want – I don't even know what moderates want. I feel like they only tell people what we can't have. They want things <laughs> to go back to normal, apparently. That's kind of – that's the whole exactly. thing of, like, it's not Trump. It'll be – we'll all just erase the past four years, even though that's not going to happen ever, like – there are some things you just can't undo, and this is something you cannot undo. Yeah, and so, so yeah, do nothing. Stay the same. But, yeah, that Chris Cohn, right, but he won't say that he's for the status quo, right? He'll never say that. But in the way he presents the news, in the way he talks about the news, it shows that completely. Like, although Chris Cohn is not the worst at doing this, the disdain I see – on Joy Reid's face when she has to talk about Bernie Sanders or when he almost won. <laughs> Wait, what, you say mm-hmm. you're objective, but you literally brought on a body language specialist to see if Bernie Sanders was lying at the debate when he said he did not tell Elizabeth Warren the, um, that a woman couldn't be president. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> Who brings a body language specialist on TV to say that, right? But she actually got someone to come on. That shows a bias in itself like you're actually gonna bring this person on to argue what you want them to argue but then say oh i'm objective mm-hmm. right like no i wrote a glow post because we were talking about this and i remember my prof was like oh you seem so angered by this and i'm like because they've ruined themselves <laughs> right like if you went on cnn and you were like okay i'm overall really just trying to get the facts but i know in the back of my head that they're gonna present this though in the lens of being moderate right Mm -hmm. that would make me far more happier if they were honest about that because then it's just made seen as like oh they're arbiter of truth and they're so objective has pissed off leftists (laughs) (laughs) and then right-wingers don't like them because they see them as like the liberal news Mm -hmm. and that they're not presenting the whole fact which you aren't half the time so then you've pissed off both people both sides only the small section of moderate people mm-hmm. like your show <laughs> and you want to cry to me that you don't have enough ratings whatever yeah. like 
no, you could have been better. And it's insane. And now you're still Yeah. And what's even funnier about it is that they're still pigeonholed as liberal news. <laughs> and they're if you want to do neoliberal, then we can do <laughs> like you could be like accurate. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but if you're just saying like the definition of yeah. what liberal has mean in the US for forever, then no. They're not. They're not even remotely left. No, no that's not like CNN. Actually, no. I feel like CNN, CNN, you could argue to me that they're center left sometimes. But mm -hmm. MSNBC is like the center right news channel. Like, why do they have Joe Scarborough, who was like a Republican, on <laughs> as one of the main hosts? Like, if they're the liberal news, like, what are they doing? Like, who's a leftist on MSNBC? <laughs> on a good day, Chris Hayes? Like, what? <laughs> so I think they, yeah, they try to go for this obje objective, like, mm -hmm. we're going to do both sides, all this stuff, and both sides hate you now? I think, yeah, I mean, there are obviously dangers in, like, this idea of what objectivity is, because yeah. people don't trust the news. I mean, they specifically don't trust mainstream news, which causes them to turn to other news sources that might not be great. I think the one everybody thinks about is Fox News. Um, like, specifically right-wing people will be like, yeah, Fox News is the only good news, because they're at least honest with the fact that they're conservative. Um, I mean, they are they lie all the fucking time, but, like, they're at least honest with the fact that they do have a conservative leaning, and I'm, I will say a conservative bias, because they don't present the truth most of the time. They're I think it'd be one thing if you look at something conservatively, but you're at least being honest with facts and things like that, but they don't. Um... Because it's not like they're going towards NPR, which does have at least a moderate left, sometimes slightly further left, but kind of NPR-type people. Um, I would say, just to butt in a little bit, NPR is, like, an interesting network. I think because, like, they are public. They're not privately owned, necessarily. Yeah, I think it's NPR. If someone ever asked me, like, what do you think of NPR? I would say they're actually a center-left. They, they're still somewhat moderate, but, yeah, like, they'll be left on certain issues. Yeah, they're actually one of the few people I really just say that's center-left, like, news outlets. Yeah. And people know that, and they know that. They're like, yeah, we're not conservative. Like, they're not leftist or anything, but they're not conservative. Um, so I kind of actually like NPR because they're at least honest. Um, yeah. But, yeah, because some people don't really like TYT, and that's fine because some people just aren't that far left about things. Um but at the end of the day, it is dangerous to think that, like, these news sites, I think New York Times and really CNN, trying to say they're the center, they are the um, objective ones, doesn't work. And it causes people to go to more unreliable sources. Fox News isn't the only one, but it's the only one I can think of right now. Um, and that poses a threat because it makes people think that, like, obviously their ideas about Trump or their ideas about a lot of other issues are correct because it's what their new source of choice is saying, even if what they're saying isn't true. Yeah. Also, what you said about CNN and mainstream media, really, of they're the objective ones. Inadvertently, implicitly or explicitly sometimes, right, that they're saying all the other, like the independent media, they're not objective. They can never be objective. Whatever thing they're saying on their show are lies. They don't matter, right? And that's kind of what they're saying. It's like, oh, move away. Their yeah. opinions do not matter here, right? Which then just breeds more anger, of course, towards them. 
and doesn't see that there's legitimate arguments within what they're saying, right? Yeah. They can never recognize, yeah, just like arguments they'll have about one media in itself. Like, they never take their criticisms. They never think about what we're doing. Um, but also with, you know, mainstream media mm-hmm. thinking they're the objective ones, it ends up being that they're like the arbiters of what is true and what mm-hmm. is not true. And that becomes incredibly dangerous when this mainstream media that's like what uh funded by millionaires and billionaires are saying we are what's true Mm -hmm. and it always is strange to me especially with like the recent things that have been happening with like a surrounding race and Mm -hmm. uh protests that have been happening it's like they can't recognize that sometimes when they're gonna get it wrong that the I don't know, their view is just not correct, and maybe something else could be happening entirely. Mm -hmm. Because although I think a lot of these protests are about racism in America, they're not just about racism in America, right? They're also just about the police force being complete bullshit. Like, it's a mess, and it's dangerous to society. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, mainstream media seems to be like, oh, this is happening when they're seeing in a report against... We've been seeing this for years. We've been seeing this for decades. Seeing the reporter gets like um, arrested on news. That was such a <laughs> bad was PR. <laughs> that was funny, honestly. I mean, it was terrible because like that means like they're literally silencing media, which is a huge issue um, for so many reasons. Like it's silencing any media, well, almost any media is a huge issue. Um, so the fact that that happened on camera, they did not give a shit. I think honestly, kind of terrifies me. Yeah, not gonna lie. The only thing I would say silencing media, I think that is part of the conversation that should be had, but almost like. Yes and no. I think they just saw a black person and arrested him, right? Because they're actually a part of the story was that there were other CNN crews there, mm-hmm. and there was a white CNN reporter that never was re- arrested, yeah. right? So it wasn't. Re- it was about the news, but also not about the news. Oh, it was about both. So yeah, like it was just like perfect a news person who's black, mm-hmm. right? Like that was that's great. Where yeah. it's like, oh, this person's white, does not need to be arrested. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, it was wild because he had his credentials. Like, the CN crew was right fucking there. And I'm like, what are what you doing? with you? Like, um, even, to like... To be fair, most of these don't have more than a high school education because they don't need it. Um, but it was, like, just PR-wise. I was like, this just is bad. Like, because after I got rid of being, like, I was outraged. And then a couple mm-hmm. days later, I was just like, that's just not good. Like, like just fundamentally... Mm-hmm. You want to, during protests, to look as best as possible, right? You want to win the narrative, right, of that these protesters are, da- protesters are dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're the violent ones, right? You want to win that narrative. And CNN would help you. Exactly. The, CNN's going to help you. They're, they're going along with it. So yeah. why would you <laughs> then arrest the CNN? Live. Because it was a live stream. Video. If it wasn't live, I think it would have been less. Like, it would have still been as bad, right? But it would have been work because like there would been no video of it right and i was just like these place people are crazy (laughs) (laughs) i think like going back to talking about um basically mainstream media not really thinking about what they're saying is an objective i think that also goes back to like positionality because let's be real most universities because these guys have college educations at least a bachelor's maybe more um most people aren't taught to really deeply think about their background because most universities are mostly catered towards like middle class typically white middle to upper class people um and so they don't think that they have to think about it because like 
obviously their perspective is what is the norm. It's what's considered objective. And I think part of that issue is these news medias legitimately think that because they're coming through that lens, um, that they really are objective because that is what they've been taught is the norm. That is what they've been taught is how you're supposed to view things when in fact you have just as much bias as anybody else. Exactly. Also, it comes to the fact that you're going to school with these same yeah. people, right? At my school, even though we don't have journalism, right, mm -hmm. I think journalism is looking just the poli-sci department, right? And so you have the same problems. And you're just around the same people, right? The same thoughts. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people in classes, like we talked about before, think that being moderate is being objective. And that's just perpetrated through continuously during classes i've had i've heard a professor agree with that statement mm -hmm. right so if your professor saying yes you're right that being moderate is being objective and all your other classmates say the same thing then that's what you really think journalism is and one of the reasons why even when i was really considering going to journalism school that a lot of journalism professors are like that mm -hmm. right so I mean, there's maybe a few, few that are, like, mm, who come from a different era that don't believe that. But a lot of them do believe, right, being moderate, being objective. Mm -hmm. And so that's what spread the Chris Cuomo bubble. <laughs> I mean, I've been pretty lucky to go to a school where they've been, like, so moderate. Like, moderate isn't objective. Most professors, not all, but most of them are not moderates, at least in the history department, which, to be fair, it's kind of hard to be history person and remain moderate most of them i know have gone much further left at least to like progressive um not all of them but a lot of them um and so like we're like yeah it's kind of hard to look at especially american history and think moderate moderate is fine like conservatism is fine because when you look at it it's not like they're wrong and they're dangerous at least people dying getting hurt things of that so I think I've been lucky enough to have professors who are like, yeah, if you're moderate, that's fine. But understand that that does not make you like the voice of reason in any type of discussion. Because like at that point, honestly, anybody can take whatever facts they see and get a whole bunch of different perspectives out of it, get different opinions, different views on it. Yeah, it's like the typical thing that always gets people like angry right it's like when you see say the unemployment rate for mm -hmm. african-americans in this country and people theorize why that is oh yeah. always hate when people theorize about why that is just because you have people be like well of course look at the system we're in like i mean the public schools black people go to are especially underfunded their communities are underfunded and so many other reasons, right? Like, even just systematically why someone would not, you know, potentially have a better job that's yeah. higher paying. And then you just have the good old like, conservative who's like, um... Pick up your bootstraps. Exactly. It's because you didn't try hard enough, mm -hmm. or it's all this stuff, right? And that always annoys me because they're like, there is a degree of, like, so what does this individual think they're capable of? Mm -hmm. Which I think is that line of, like, pull for yourself by your bootstraps. Well, if you don't never believe that you're capable of that mm -hmm. because of your surroundings then why would you ever strive for that right yeah. like why and they never look at that part but that's something that's entirely right like an example of what you were just saying but like i think also like another example that is actually a very complicated issue is like the gender wage gap that both sides tend to have it wrong 
um, like liberals and conservatives because conservatives are like, oh, it's because women pick certain jobs and this and that. They don't work as much and whatnot. And then liberals are like, no, it's just completely a sexism thing. At the end of the day, they're technically both kind of right and both kind of wrong because the conservative argument that it is kind of right is that like women pick jobs that are underpaying like teaching and nursing which is true there's far more women in those fields however you could take it a step further and question a why are women going for this and not like doctors or whatever which i don't which i think it's a fair question but also like i think a better question is why are those fields in particular so underpaid (laughs) yeah like why do they make so much less um but also liberals are right even within these fields men do tend to make more yeah exactly that yeah i definitely think great issue actually i was arguing with someone about that once um it's a very complicated issue that like people need to think about more i mean mothers are less likely to be hired there's that whereas fathers are more likely to be hired okay you're right thanks for pulling that out um but yeah because women have to take time out to Mm -hmm. have the kids especially in an american society right like you don't get the paid parental uh Mm -hmm. maternal leave like also you need maternal paternal leave as well to make still equalize it but you um, have to take time normally out of your, you know, time in your career, which mm-hmm. only slows down your career, right? And s- especially then that impacts Social Security, which is bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's just like there's so many levels of it that people, like, just even fixing, like, oh, they're going to certain, cr- like, if more women became doctors, that would only deal with part of the issue Yeah, of that that woman, if she decides to have a kid, is going to have to, mm-hmm. it's potentially going to have to take time off, which will only do what, right? And even though, of course, we still very much know that women, one, people can still ask and people do still ask, are you planning to have a kid soon? Yeah. And they're legally not supposed, supposed to. Supposed to, exactly. And so, which then hurts a woman, a woman's it's chances. We can actually talk about just like job interviews. Mm-hmm pro tips but also just like talking about it like things you're legally not supposed to be asked yeah do not be um, asked that. but yeah so but back to objectivity when people really view objectivity i think they really need to one just be honest about the perspective that is not take away what you're about to say mm-hmm. like when someone says i'm conservative i try to wipe that away and almost be like what does this person really think mm-hmm. right be honest about that perspective really try to give facts give evidence to back those facts like do someone mm. could say something a conservative could say something to me and be like this is the reason this is happening and if they give me facts i'm be like okay maybe i need to consider this right like yeah. that doesn't immediately take it away just give facts for it but also just really remember that being moderate doesn't mean you're objective mm-hmm. and that when people fall into that i actually think that hurts them in the long run of not realizing that that's also an ideology as well and needs to be treated as such yeah not anything else um no i think that's all i have to say about objectivity at this point exactly probably (laughs) we'll have more to say in the future i think as we talk about things it'll Um, come up yeah okay so now let's talk about so part of also is about civility and i feel like they're connected because the same people who are like objectivity objectivity are like we need to have civility in politics and i'm just like you need to like not like cancel people or like not be friends with people because of their political leanings when sometimes they mean political leanings they mean like actual really terrible views it's not just like oh i think um this is what we should do with immigration instead of abolish ice and like have like a legitimate fact-based thing like that's yeah. fine versus people being like 
fuck Mexicans. And it's always Mexicans. Like, why are you coming at me? Like, I didn't do shit. Because um, they don't know anything southern of that. I mean, like, you should also just, like, not come after Latinos for anything. Not trying to, like, throw Central America under the bus. Like, y'all are great. But, no, exactly. And that, this, yeah, what do you think about that? Like, there's definitely an obsession with being civil mm-hmm. in politics. Like, what do you think about that? I think there's a part of it that's legitimate, and there's a part of it that's just trying to maintain a status quo, honestly, because we've always been bipartisan, and let's be real, moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans do tend to get along pretty well, because they're low-key the same fucking people. Um, Oh, just to interrupt with that, um, I had a class in my, so you go to D.C., and and I was at American University, and my professor always said, and it was just so nauseating, mm. he was just like, yeah, a lot of people don't believe bipartisanship exists. And I was like, no, we believe it exists, and that's the problem. Like, yeah. I, as a progressive, know it exists. And normally it's to screw over the left, mm-hmm. like, immediately. So I think it's interesting that people don't think it exists, because I think a lot of leftists would be like, oh, it exists. No, <laughs> we know it exists. We know um, it exists, yeah. And I think that's part of the p- issue is, like, Sometimes we think bipartisanship is the only goal when that's not necessarily true. I think in certain cases, um, sure, we should probably work with each other, but sure. not in all cases. Um, but no, I think part of the issue of civility is like I'm expected to, because I'm half white, so I have a lot of like conservative white Southern family members that like I don't want to fuck with, but I've been very open, like I don't want to be around these people, I don't want to talk to these people, and there's people like you can't let politics do that. I was like, it's not just politics. They've looked me in the face and been like, um, like I'm the exception to the rule about like Latinos or Mexicans or whatever. Yeah. Like everybody else is bad but me, and that's not something that sits well with me, and that's not something I want to mess with. Like my own mom once looked at me and said, "Don't marry a Mexican." Like in the face, very seriously said that to me. I was like, right. "Mom, you did that. You have two kids that are Mexican. Well, sort of. We're Mexican American at least. Um, like that's so for me. I think it is on a personal level, like." You don't have to. Like, if you don't want to be around that, you don't have to be around that. Yeah. Also, that's interesting that you said this because (laughs) I was in the car with two people um, and I was talking to their family members and I literally said, um, you're homophobic and transphobic. And I said that to them. And I love how they acted like when white people, when when black people call white people racist. (laughs) You know, that's so offended. You're like, calm down. Um, (laughs) But... I called them that because I was like, one, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you just definitely are. And they asked me, well, do you think you would stay friends with someone who said something homophobic or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I said, if someone said this shit you said, mm-hmm. no, they would not be my friend. Right? Because I just think like, one, why would you be a friend that has that been hatred no i do think there's a line of like with friends if you think they're redeemable mm-hmm. right because they're i've said stuff miranda has said stuff yeah our other friends have said stuff and we didn't cancel them we didn't cut them off why because we knew they're redeemable we yeah. knew we could educate them right we knew they are not like this fundamentally mm-hmm. right so i think there is of course a line to like what someone will deal with but on the case of civility i'm not gonna be friends with someone who maybe says something racist <laughs> like that's my identity that's who mm-hmm. i am yeah right so and what i wouldn't let someone who is homophobic or anything because i'd be like one not only do i have other friends and I'd be like if you said that shit in front of them i'd be like 
punch you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but also because it's like, I don't need that hatred in my life. No. I don't need a person who hates me. You don't pe- need that shit. I don't. I'm like, I already got to deal with other stuff. <laughs> like, LSAT. <laughs> I don't need to deal with someone who is hates someone because of that. And I think also civility has been wrapped up in that you have to be friends with people. Mm-hmm. Like, no. like we're talking about, I don't, need, I don't need to actively seek conservative friends. Exactly. I You don't need that. And I had someone say that when I was at my internship in the Capitol. That she was like, you can have Republican friends. And I was like, I, I don't need them, though. Yeah, I don't right? need them. Like, I can have them. them? Like, we don't, don't have need them. them. Exactly. And I was just like, and that's fine if you want them. No, I don't need to have friends. And that being, not being friends does not mean that... Like, a conservative came to me and was like, I think, like, if I was in Congress right now, and they were like, I want UBI. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so do I. <laughs> want to introduce a bill? Like, that that's yeah. all it has to be. It doesn't have to be friendship. Mm-mm. And I think that's interesting that people think it does. I was like, dude, if someone, if a conservative for some reason, which would never happen, comes up to me and is like, you want Medicare for all? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to introduce this bill? And I'm like, yeah, yeah like, let's go. let's go. Like, let's that's all it takes. And so I think it's interesting, like, especially friendship with me, and I don't know if you feel the same. It's mm-hmm. just so, it means something deeper yeah. to me. Like, I, like, people say friend, like, oh, that's my friend very casually, but I don't do that, right? And for me, yeah, like, it's something deeper. And so, no, a person who's racist or homophobic or whatever no. could not be my friend. Because one, gosh, you probably just say crazy stuff all the time. But yeah, it, it gets tiring. Yeah, it gets tiring to have those. Because like you don't always want to be like the teacher in the friendship, you know? Exactly. Like it's not my job to educate everybody in the world. Like because I think there's always like a time where like it's appropriate to, and there's a time where like maybe you should step back for your safety or for your sanity, or you're just fucking tired, things of that sort. And it's like, if I'm friends with somebody who's constantly saying some bullshit, like, beyond just, they're a little ignorant and they just need to grow a little bit, then I'm just, I don't want to be around it. Because, like, I get tired. But recently I've seen things happen with civility that people have become obsessed over. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and thought nothing of it moved on and people made more of it. Like, you remember when Nancy Pelosi did that really clap at donald trump and then ripped up his speech you know when i saw that i was really like i don't care and yeah, i moved on I right i don't even like i loathe nancy pelosi like, like i wish shahad Buttar would beat her in her <laughs> race but probably won't happen but i yeah. wish it would right but i don't like her but even i was just like i don't care and then more moderate um people were like yes queen and you're like <laughs> no it doesn't matter like, it fundamentally did not change anything about my life. No. Her doing that did nothing for me. It's and just, I feel like, especially white moderates love symbolism. Yeah, and that, and that's, like, that's like breaking civility in a symbolic way. Like, that's mm. not even doing anything, really. No. Like, can you break civility in a different way that actually means something for my life? <laughs> Call him an asshole to his face, and that maybe I'll give you a yes queen, like, for five seconds. But, like, just ripping up his speech, who cares? No one gives a shit. But so much was like, oh, She's not keeping with civility. And I'm like, dude. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Like, we honestly don't really know what's going on, like, in the Congress, House of Representatives all the time. Sometimes dude, we do. But I was there, time. and I still don't know. I don't know. I was an intern. <laughs> like, I didn't matter. But exactly. And so it's, like, breaking of that civility 
matters to people, right? When I think the breaking of civility with in recent uh, weeks, where, like people with their guns came into the state house. Okay, be afraid of civility at that point. Like, right, yeah, like that. That's scared. Uh, run away. <laughs> like, if that had happened, I'm, I'm not coming to my work. I'm not like, like, <laughs> like sorry I can't come into work why because there are white people with rifles <laughs> and I was like I feel like I could die this moment <laughs> right that breaking of civility in some ways I could see why people would be like worried about and in ways I was worried I was like do you really think none of those people are capable like would not shoot someone like I was I mean the cops didn't think they would <laughs> exactly <laughs> um <laughs> oh, but like Lord. right like that breaking of civility in some ways went over not being allowed to like go shopping even though yeah even though i i do think some people who were protesting were worried about their economic situation i actually do think but i think that's a minority that's not majority of those protesters also i think they're like misinformed of like exactly what they need to do and begging places to be open is not what they need to do yeah i was like I was like, I don't care. You should just go to Capitol Hill and then protest there. Because those are the people who give you money. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, and just a tangent. To be fair, I think some of those state governments legit do not have the money, right? Because people are filed for unemployment. They do not have the money. Yeah, I don't think Tennessee has all the money. Exactly. We're broke as shit. No, to be fair, Tennessee, before this happened, was in good financial situation. We now, don't tax people. No, also, yeah. So, I mean, good financial situation when our schools are not still great, but whatever. Look at, no, but to be fair, like, the reason, like, people are, like, retiring in Tennessee, like, left and right, because we don't tax people, like, anything. Yeah. Um, and that's becoming a problem, because now we have no unemployment. Yeah, so, so to be fair, I think there are states, like, when they protest their state governments, I'm like, dude, state governments are not the wealthiest. No go to the federal government like if these people actually don't like i still don't want the like white people with guns thing but yeah. if people had still gone to like the u.s capitol and protested i think you have far more impact because mm-hmm. now you're just scaring people they don't have more money and they don't know what to do uh at state governments not saying i think some of the governors also handled this like shitty way too so i, I do Count. not want to absolve exactly i do not want to absolve governors <laughs> and state governments but also to degree they only have so much power because they only have so much money. Um, so I was like, you are protesting for the wrong thing and to the wrong people. <laughs> but no, like, back to, like, civility and just, like, I think <sighs> it's just a weird obsession with always being nice to people. Yeah. Right? It's and politeness. Polite. Yeah, you have to be polite in the sake of, Yelling at someone and telling them, no, you're a bunch of bullshit, yeah. right? Like, people rather, like, rather, like, AOC, for example, which I have critiques about how she's doing civility right now. But when AOC was saying that person's corrupt or that whatever, right, she's breaking, like, civility. Like, what is she doing? And it's just, like, that person is bad. <laughs> like, yeah. like what, are you, what are you protecting here, really? What, you just want her to say it in a more polite way? Which, yeah. It's almost like we're not allowed to critique people. Yeah, you're definitely not. Especially not in money and politics. Not at all. And it's, yeah, now civility is being like, like you said before, it's being used as like a weapon mm-hmm. to silence people. Yeah. It's like people saying like how people who are, one, mostly uninformed about the protests. And to just, like, have this idea that you have to be peaceful, you have to be, like, quote-unquote civil about it in order for anything to happen. And that's not 
true um, that any form of violence is uncalled for when, I mean, as like these white people like to quote Martin Luther King, the like nice friendly quotes, but like he was also saying like riots are the language of the unheard. Um, yep. So like, it's just one of these things where it's like people don't just lose their fucking minds and burn cop cars for no reason, you know? No, ex- exactly. And I say we keep on topic, but we'll never keep on topic on this podcast. We but will but digress. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like the tangent about peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. I have low-key never really wanted peaceful protest. <laughs> um, and, but this is where I know society really can force you to believe something or to yeah. take it. it. But all throughout my childhood, people have been like, we got to peacefully protest. We got to, this is how we transform the country. This is how we... And on some level, I agreed with mm-hmm. them, right? I would rather us not have to riot. Rioting is not, like, yeah. I would Nobody rather wants to, to just riot. destroy things. Exactly. Like, no one wants that. No one, like, w- we really want is just for you to not sh- kill people. Like, right? Yeah. Like, like fundamentally, that's all we want. And so, but, and they've, like, pushed it. And this is where um, I definitely wish... Um, Martin Luther King really pushed back for this more, mm-hmm. but he started too at the end of his life, which yeah, is why it's not his fault he was shot. <laughs> no, I honestly do believe if Martin Luther King had lived, boy would have been like a him. radical. Yeah, yeah, boy would have been a radical because I think because I think towards the end he was being like, "Oh, these white people suck." <laughs> yeah, these white people suck. Um, capitalism is bullshit. So like, I I really liked him towards the end. But, like, a little bit before that, I was more like, because mm. mm. I think he kind of bought into this whole, like, Atlanta, this idea, because I go to school in Atlanta, so I'm more familiar with it, of, like, Atlanta's known as, like, the city too busy to hate, of, like, we're more peaceful about it. Like, also, we like, respect, okay. he got yeah. into the respectability politics of yeah. being the good black man. Yeah, which, Like, yeah. Atlanta, there's a whole history, but, like, Atlanta looks very, with the mayor, I think it was Hartful at that point, um, I don't remember exactly, I could be wrong, was, like, basically working with these people being like this is how you're going to protest exactly and pushing it in that way which like i always do say like in some ways i do still and to this day like if someone wants to do a peaceful protest Mm -hmm. try to give them what they want like if you create an organization you're like we're not doing that that's fine with me as well but i think even at this point even if they like we want to be peaceful i think people are just being angry right they're just tired because uh, to be fair like when there's a bunch of cops in your and like says like I've seen videos of people like literally just like face making a human chain in a road like it's pretty much common protesting thing they do and just being tear gas straight in the face by cops so like how are you not going to lose it a little bit when that's that could actually kill you like how are you not going to get angry and like do something back also it's just like being like violent rioting whatever mm-hmm. it's just like how could people not see this is going to happen? Right? Like, I... Which I should have let you read. But I wrote a paper, actually, um, in Denmark for my very <laughs> leftist prof. Um, but I said, I want Bernie Sanders to be picked because this is the way we have the peaceful political revolution. Yeah, it's Bernie Sanders. It's Bernie Sanders. Without Bernie Sanders, we do not have the peaceful. Mm-mm. And I, I told I was like, honestly, I don't know when the violent revolution will come. It will come. It's starting. It's happening. Starting. <laughs> but is this almost the one? I actually don't know. But that will be something to discuss another time. But I was like, even I can predict this. <laughs> but, like, but I was just like, 
it will come because at some point people are going to get sick of it. Because I was sometimes when I'm like around wealthier people mm-hmm. and more affluent people, I'm like, do you not feel the tension in the air? Do you not feel how sick of it people are? I mean, to be fair, the wealthy people create a bubble. I mean, they do, but even I hope I popped a couple in Denmark. But even, <laughs> but even I was just like, because I was just like, people are poor. The wealth inequality is growing. Like I think the. Uh, protests are mm. about racism but i also think it's about people are just fed up about their lives yeah. right like people do not have some of those people are probably about to get kicked out of their apartments mm-hmm. right they have nothing to lose nothing yeah so you really didn't see this happening right like i love i'm sad about george floyd more than anything but to see that he is the only reason why one, he's definitely not the reason why. Because you saw with, like, mm-hmm. the list that that officer had that yeah. how many times have he's been complaining about police brutality? Like, 18 other freaking times. Yeah, he's killed multiple people. Exactly. So, to it's think that it's even out. about this one person, no. If it's even just about racism, no. It's about people being sick and tired of being left behind, mm-hmm. economically, racially, whatever, in every single way by these people, right? Because what... Minnesota is what? It's traditionally actually what? It's like a blue state. Yeah. No, I wasn't going to do it, right? But it's a blue state, right? So it's like, right? Amy Klobuchar is from that state, <laughs> which tells you everything about the politics of that state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy, hello, Amy. Right? There's a, like, a, I'm pretty sure a blue governor, right? And it's just like, still like happening. it's still happening. So you've now led people to believe, because I think, I think maybe they're going to protest, but I think in some ways, if Bernie Sanders had won, there would be less outcry. Because mm-hmm. people see, like, maybe we can get past this. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Or at least, like, Bernie would be on their side. Exactly. Even if there were, like, riots and shit. Which I think there still could have been. Like, he has voiced out now, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. No, exactly. But I think in some ways, right? Because even if people believe he has race problem, which I... Out of all the candidates, he has the least race problem mm-hmm. I've seen in the candidate, right? In probably a couple of decades, yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. And but if you believe that, you know he's going to do ten times more than Joe mm-hmm. Biden is, is going to be doing about race. Yeah. Like, so you could see the light at the end of the tunnel with Bernie Sanders. But now you have Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You're like, bitch, this is going to con- keep continuing. Yeah. Like, that's all. Because I think that's also something with George Floyd, we think it's just going to continue. It's just going to keep going. Right? Like, that's also, right? It's like, it's never going to end. Which is why I've been depressed this week. <laughs> I'm just like, there's no <laughs> hope. I really like, there's no hope. So, I just think, wow, how we've diverged from civ- yeah. civility. But it's just like, even in this instance, people are like, let's be civil. Let's, I've seen tweets where people are, let's talk. Do yeah. we really need to talk anymore? Like, what is left there to talk too conservative about either they believe that george floyd was unjustly murdered or not either they believe that hit the cops should be arrested or not either they believe that or not at this point why are we still debating this why are we yeah. still having these conversations we've been having these conversations for decades what more can i tell a white man <laughs> about racism in america that he had just closely like just like you actually at this point if you live have lived through all these decades, if you've lived to 2020 and you still have not a grasp on racial issues in America, you've been purposely trying to remove yourself from yeah. those situations. Like, there's nothing more I can do. 
right? I, there's not more that I can tell someone at Williams College about mm. race anymore to get them to understand. So it's just so frustrating when people come at you and be like, you should be civil. I'm tired of being civil. <laughs> being civil got me nothing, okay? Yeah. And you've shown us that it took rioting to arrest one person. One person. Right? And I don't know if you've seen I think the it's also showing that, like, really, we were right. All cops are bastards. Um, I don't know if you've seen that picture. It's like two... I think two other, mm-hmm. right? So there's four cops involved in it, right? Yeah. One on the neck, but there were two also. They were on him, mm-hmm. which, like, we didn't really, couldn't really see what they were doing in, like, the first few pictures and videos. But if you, like, someone else had video to take a picture from the other side, and the other cops are on him as well, and yeah. it was like, y'all need to be arrested. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? And, yeah, so I just think... Nothing can get me more mad about white people just being oblivious, mm-hmm. it seems to. How can you be so, like, how can you not get it at this point? Like, do we still need to have more conversations? Uh, like, I saw, what did someone say on Instagram that they're going to have a conversation with, like, the NAACP and um, some other organization um, on Zoom and that you can sign up for it, whatever, and to, like, learn more. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you should learn more. But also, it's what date? And you still don't got it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? Like, I, that's all I have to say. Like, I'm, man, how far we went from being talking about civility. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, any last words to say about civility? No. Everything's, everything's fake. I've also low-key become a postmodernist this quarantine. Um, nothing is real. Everything's fake. Um, just do what you want. Well, within reason, do what you want. Yeah. Also, I think if you want to protest, you want to riot, you want to do whatever. Honestly, at this point, do what's going to keep you whole. I like, support you. Just, yeah, just you do You want to burn Target? I support you. <laughs> go Target. <laughs> I mean, go after Walmart before you go after Target. But like no, there was a reason I went after that Target because that no. Target like supported the um yeah, yeah, cops, yeah, cops and stuff and, and then, then they wouldn't, wouldn't sell things to the protesters so there was a reason they went for that target yeah. um go for you <laughs> yeah but also go after walmart <laughs> like actually yeah just burn all walmart walmart being I think for legal reasons this is a joke um yeah like this is a joke but <laughs> it's <laughs> but no but like if you're gonna go if you want to like strategize a little bit amazon warehouses yeah like for legal reasons this is a joke <laughs> but yeah exactly for legal reasons we are not actively advocating for people to burn shit down please don't sue me i have no money anyway also if you're gonna protest apparently you should take leaf blowers with you to blow um tear gas and shit away from you that's a thing i wish i actually have if you have lo- a leaf blower i love how people have now been strategizing about how to protest Heat and resistant how gloves and how yeah make like now actually wearing a mask Bumble. is like like cover your hair, cover tattoos, piercings, things like that. Anything identifiable. Even stuff with your phone. Like, don't bring your phone if you can. Like, it's something. Or at least put on airplane mode if you need to. Yeah. Put emergency contact information on your body somewhere. But maybe multiple places. No, exactly. That, like, they're. And I've been honestly surprised about that. And honestly surprised, like, thankfully people know this stuff and can tell other people. Listen <laughs> to Hong Kong. Yeah. I, honestly, right, like, uh, <laughs> they know shit we do not know, <laughs> um, and t- can teach us yeah. how to actually do this, because they actually have um, 
a state that will if you can get your hands on milk of magnesia mix it with water it's great for tear gas mm -hmm. i understand the impulse that people want to really institute civility right i understand the impulse i'm just like at this point civility didn't get us anywhere mm -mm. and it's honestly it's moderate democrats fault um, I've been playing this whole <laughs> <laughs> like, all the moderate Dems. Uh, I can't help it. To I mean, Dems. to be fair, minus like Knoxville, most of the protests have happened in Democratic places like Boston, Minneapolis. Well, not so much Wisconsin, um, but um, in a lot of places it's been no, Democrat. Yeah, and I think I'm saying because like blame the lack of civility, blame whatever yeah. on moderate Dems because it's like we believed you that this is the route to go mm -hmm. right you told us we protest and got people have body cams mm -hmm. we would be fine you told us that someone shooting us someone killing us would mean something and it's been shown that it doesn't no. so we like i like every time people try civility like this isn't like for decades mm -hmm. and where has it gotten us for someone to literally be lynched in georgia that's where it's gotten us so yeah. i don't um jogging which as a runner, I mean, sometimes even I thought I was making, like, I mean, you, because this is what the world does to you, it makes yeah. you rethink yourself. I sometimes thought, like, am I psyching myself out, fearing that something could happen to me while running? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly, I was not psyching myself. <laughs> like, because I actually, I, I'm a runner, so I actually, I don't know, just try to not seem like a threat <laughs> when I'm running. <laughs> um... Like, always. I mean, if anyone thinks you're a threat, then no one's safe because you are, like, 100 pounds, Chelsea. Which has and happened. And 5'1". So, someone has seen me as a threat already, actually. That Thankfully, is no I one, remember that. No one has called the police on me, but I... They I ran away from you. And you weren't even 100 pounds then. Was I? That was high school. I know, but I got to 100 pounds in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I made that accomplishment. But, yeah, so that's what we had to say about objectivity and civility. <laughs> what is it? Did it completely make sense? Mm, probably not but this is what we thought about it and we went on tangents anyway and that's honestly all of our podcasts can be because i realize yeah who wants to stick on a topic because we can't do that um we're bad at it we're really bad <laughs> um but yeah so that was i'm woke and tired with your lovely host <laughs> chelsea and miranda yeah hope you enjoyed um see you in the next episode Thank <laughs> you.